if we were to sit down together and start talking, perhaps over a table like this, about our favorite movies, I am sure that at least somewhere in the conversation, a certain group of exclusive ones might come up. The Shawshank Redemption might be one, right? It's a wonderful life. I don't know any Christmas season that is complete without at least watching one time, maybe 50 times, of It's a Wonderful Life. The Green Mile is another one. To Kill a Mockingbird is another one. All these movies, or even with To Kill a Mockingbird, is oftentimes on at least the top 20 list of folks' favorite books. They all have one thing in common. They're stories of redemption. I mean, literally with the Shawshank Redemption, it's in the title, so it's hard to miss. But we love stories of redemption. In fact, I'd say if you looked at most of our favorite movies, redemption is somewhere in the plot. There is something absolutely beautiful, right, about seeing someone who has every reason to be rejected, to be ignored, to be pushed to the side, to redeem themselves, to be acknowledged for who they are, and they come through at the end, right? I mean, when we talk about the whole big narrative of Scripture, right, in our Reformed tradition, we often use four words, creation, fall, redemption, and consummation. So redemption, this whole idea that Jesus Christ came into the world to save us from our sins and to redeem us, well, that's at the core of what we believe as Christians, right? Redemption is a powerful, powerful part of our stories and the way that we live our lives. And these people, these movies, even our own scripture become powerful object lessons for us. Because it's good to remember that even if there are people who are on the edges, who have done things that they shouldn't have done, there is hope for them. There is a chance for them to be redeemed. And I think that's why we love Zacchaeus. I mean, first off, it's a great song. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. As the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down. For I'm going to your house today. For I'm going to your house today. Boy, there are just some Sunday school songs that never leave you. And there's probably a reason why we tell people about the story of Zacchaeus, the wee little man. Although I will say this, it's interesting in the Greek. We don't know who Luke is referring to of short of stature. It might be Zacchaeus, it might be Jesus. But it's hard to think about Jesus as a wee little man. So, better to think about Zacchaeus as a wee little man. And you remember last week we talked about tax collectors. We talked about the Pharisee and we talked about the tax collector who was beating his chest saying, Lord, forgive me for I am a sinner. Boy, we saw in that moment Jesus say, the tax collector is the one who's justified, not the Pharisee. So even last week in our heads, we can remember that there was a tax collector who was redeemed. Boy, then Zacchaeus feels very straightforward, right? It means that we get to see this. And so if you imagine for a second, sometimes I like when I'm looking at familiar texts that we read and that have whole Sunday school songs assigned to them. Sometimes I like to close my eyes and I like to imagine myself in that story. It helps me 
to re-see and re-experience the story in a way I couldn't have before. So if even you take a moment and close your eyes, you don't have to, but you know, you could, and try to imagine what would it be like to be in the story as we hear it. We might be members of the crowd. We too might be in the sycamore tree. We see this tax collector. Oh, we know who he is. We know who this chief tax collector is. He's working for Rome. Who does he think he is? He's gotten rich. Mm, I don't like this guy. We see him climb up in the tree. And then Jesus says, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down, for I'm going to stay at your house today. Well, if I were a good follower of Jesus at the point, I too might cluck my tongue and say, who does Jesus think he is? Zacchaeus? That guy? I mean, current tax policy is a little frustrating sometimes, but, you know, if you were getting 60% shaken off of you because the tax collector was telling you what to do, you might not be happy. And here's the Savior saying, come eat with me. But then, but then, Zacchaeus says, look, half my possessions I will give up. I have defrauded somebody, I'm going to give him four times back. Mm. Sweet redemption. Sweet redemption. This person has changed their life. It would be a beautiful scene, wouldn't it, to see a chief tax collector recognize their own brokenness and to be redeemed. I would want to be at the table with Jesus and Zacchaeus to hear about how this person is redeemed. And we know when you see somebody, if you've been in a church that does this, where they do altar calls and you see these people who are broken and weeping and recognizing their own brokenness, and they come forth from the alt- to the altar and they are forgiven. It can be such an emotional, deep experience, right? Another lamb is saved. And so... Again, easy button up, we move to communion, we can be done. But our English translations fail us here. And adds a whole other dimension to this passage. In our translation today, the New Revised Standard Version, which if you kind of look at the, you know, we've got a whole range of different translations, Right? And so the New Revised Standard Version is this one that's a little bit more academic. It tries its best to be a bit more direct from the Greek and the Hebrew to give us very close-to-literal translations with some updates that help us interpret it better. You know, maybe some of you like the King James. Maybe some of you like the New International Version. Maybe some of you like the New Living. And each of those are on a different spectrum to say a literal one-to-one translation to a paraphrase. The NSRV is somewhere closer to the end of a literal translation, but to give us some help along the way. But if you look at a whole bunch of passages, if, if the next slide will come up, um, it'll. Oh, there isn't one? It's okay if there's not. Yep. So this is what Luke 19.8 says in the New Revised Standard. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Now, for my English friends, what tense is this in? 
I will give. Right, it's in the future, right? So what we hear here, right, is, Lord, if you were, right, because I, I, this is how I would feel if I were in Zacchaeus' shoes at this moment, I would say, Lord, if you're willing to still let me sit at your table today, I will change. I will be redeemed. I will give to the poor. I will give half my possessions. I will pay people back four times as much. That's not the tense in the Greek. The tense in the Greek is present tense. And so if we take a literal translation of it, this is what it would look like. Look, half, sorry, my typo. Half of these things I am possessing, Lord. This is a participle. That word possess is possessing. Lord, I give to the poor. If I defrauded anyone or anything, I pay them back four times as much. Look, half the things I have, Lord, I give to the poor. If I defrauded anyone or anything, I pay them back four times as much. Zacchaeus isn't planning on doing this. Zacchaeus is doing this now, today, at this moment. The person who we want to see redeemed because of their brokenness, because they're a tax collector, and Lord knows tax collectors don't do their jobs. He's already doing it. And so if you imagine the scene that we had before where Zacchaeus is coming down the tree, pleading with God, please, pleading with Jesus, please let me go to your table so that I may be redeemed. Instead, what we hear, perhaps if we close our eyes, after the crowd begins to cluck their tongues and say, oh, Jesus is with the tax collectors. Zacchaeus comes down, perhaps frustrated after hearing one too many times that he clearly doesn't know how to be redeemed. He clearly doesn't know how to take care of people. And he says resolutely, look, half of the things I'm possessing, Lord, I give to the poor. If I defraud anyone or anything, I pay them back four times as much. It isn't Zacchaeus who needs the redemption. It's the crowd. crowd needs to be reminded that perhaps just because one is a tax collector does not mean that they are not already living the life that God has called them to. Not too dissimilar to our tax collector last week. And I think in the end it reshapes Jesus' remark afterwards, today salvation has come to this house because he too is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Who is the lost now? Who are the ones who need the redeeming now? And this can be so easy for any of us to do. We want to project redemption on others and we find ourselves nestled in the crowd. Or perhaps we find ourselves looking to climb trees so we can look at what's going on when really it's our story, the way that we have lived and the way that we've tried to understand grace that needs to be told. Our best stewardship of relationships with one another, with those beyond these walls, is to invite them in. To hear their stories of redemption. 
how they are not looking in the future tense to do new things, but in the present are doing the things today. It is a chance to hear people who we would not expect in this world to tell beautiful stories of how God's grace has happened throughout their lives. And it is a chance for our own houses to be redeemed in ways that we might not expect. As we think about what does it mean to be good stewards, it means all of creation. It means all aspects of our world, of what God has created, starting perhaps with the people right next to us, our neighbors beside of us, folks we see show up at work or when we eat. And so I encourage you, would be doing the same thing. We'll be doing the same thing. Is as you think about stewardship for the end of this year and looking beyond. What would it be like to find that person, to find that group of folks that you would say, "Yeah, they're kind of the tax collectors in my life." And what would it be like to just invite them out for a cup of coffee? What would it be like to get to know somebody and their story? you wonder might be an outcast. Because I think there's opportunities to experience new redemption in our own lives that we might not have experienced otherwise. Friend Zacchaeus is amongst us, waiting to tell us of how he has loved Jesus Christ. Let us be good stewards of those relationships. And learn and love, just as Christ has loved us. Thanks be to God.